your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. For those of you watching on Facebook Live, you'll notice that the microphone just fell off the contraption. So that's great. We'll see how I fix this. I lost, oh, there we go. I got to put that, and the bolt fell on the ground. Super fun. Just searching them, just searching. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. I can't talk and hold the mic. It'd be very, very off, awkward because the mic is on. Okay, just screwing in the mic now. No big deal. This will make, this is great radio. Comedy on Facebook Live, I'm sure. We've got it. All right, somebody needs, we need to get a players in here to really tighten that bolt up. All right, just doing some, just doing some man work in here, tightening bolts and nuts and dropping things on the ground, breaking things. That's what man work, that's what actual man work is, right? Breaking, breaking crap. All right, 608 785. I'm good. I'm good to go. 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. No text. Sometimes I get a text like in the middle of the day that I'd like to read, but there's no, no text yet. Uh, coming up on the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to decide whether whether or not what I'm gonna play here. I talked to Terry Lurkey, the city clerk, about what it takes to run for mayor. She's also retiring after uh, f- almost four decades working for the city, and uh, no scandals, she said. But I talked to her earlier today, and I talked to Sula's Casino operator Greg Silarius, and I'm just, it's. He even pronounced his name like 50 times for me, and I was like, uh, and he's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> so sorry about that if I don't get the name perfect, but we ta- I'm going to play that interview in uh, after the news here in about 10, not even, what, seven, eight minutes. Greg's running for mayor in La Crosse, as we all know. Tim Cabot announced yesterday he's Dunzo. There you go, Brad, Dunzo. Brad, I wrote that to Brad earlier today. He didn't know what that meant, Brad Williams, and who's on vacation, but I had to type him a, a little message, and I put Dunzo in there. Because we're talking about running for mayor, but we're also talking about half the city council every election period is um, up for election. Half of, you know, there's 13, so every, so, you know, six and a half city council members. I don't know which person's going to be a half, but... There's 13 council members, so half the the council is up every other election period, and or every other election period, and so all of them are out except Doug Happel, I believe. Martin Gall, Jessica Olson, officially running for mayor. It's on the it's on the little city website, the little chart. Um, so Gary Podesky, he 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 told us a couple days ago he's not running for city council. Mac Keel is the only person on that for District 7. Jessica Olson in District 8, not running, right? She's running for mayor. There are two names on there, Mackenzie Mindel and Samuel Dietz. It's very small font. What if control, roll the mouse up, font's bigger. There we go. Uh, District 9, incumbents Philip Olstrom. Notice of non-candidacy received 11-19-2020. Chris Woodard is the only person running so far there. District 10, Paul Mettinger, uh, apparently not running. I don't know. It doesn't say non-candidacy yet, but 
I was told by Podesky that he's maybe not running. I guess I could have sent Paul a text. Hey, Paul, are you running for council? Gary will probably text me and say he's not. Uh, District 10, Paul Manager. So two people are running there in District 10. Rebecca Schwarz. Schwarz? Schwarz? S-C-H-W-A-R-Z. So it's not Schwartz. It's Schwartz. Uh, and Richard Becker. They're running in District 10. District 11, Martin Gall's giving his notice, right? Martin's running for city council president, is now running for mayor. Jennifer Trost is on that, uh, running for that district. She's the only name there. Uh, district 12, incumbent Douglas Happel. He's on. Keontae Turner, he's running against Keontae Turner, who I played basketball against. And we have many a fight on the basketball court. Not physical, like just yelling at each other. Super fun. <laughs> In District 13, uh, incumbent Roger Christian's notice of non-candidacy, and Chauncey M. Turner is the only name on that list. So there, half the dist- half the council members are out. The mayor's out. We're going to get a whole new half a new city government, or a little more than half a new city government. Uh, possibly, possibly everyone new on that list. If if Doug Happel doesn't uh, win re-election against at this point one person, Keontae Turner. 608-785-7914. Tom texts me in Manwork is a two-hour format listening. I need to go to two hours before this is considered. Well, when I drop the microphone, this isn't Manwork. Doing a radio show is definitely not Manwork. Girlfriend called me earlier, and she's like, what are you doing? And um, I just told her uh, white-collar work because I was making calls earlier today. Uh, obviously, talking to Greg uh, about his mayor, mayoral candidacy, I left a message with Martin Gall to see what see if he wants to talk. I sent a text to Bill Fian because Fian was on for two and a half minutes this morning, and I don't I don't really want to get into this, but uh, Fian has confirmed that he's he's part of this election lawsuit with the this, the 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 ousted Trump lawyer Sidney Powell who used Derek Van Orden's name without his permission to overturn the Wisconsin election. Just, you know, just basic stuff. If you listen to that Sydney Powell lady, man, she is out there sometimes. Whew. She's got that, I think she's got like that southern twang of a voice. Y'all know what I mean? And I could be wrong. I don't listen to her. I try not to listen to her too much because it's just, it's, it's, I don't think it's healthy, but it is every once in a while. You just listen and be like, Wow. You are saying some stuff. And uh, so, yeah, Bill Fian apparently is in on this lawsuit that she filed in the Eastern District, yeah, the the third congressional, nah, the Eastern, what is it called? The Eastern District of Wisconsin in federal court. Uh, she just used Van Orden's name. No big deal. And then Derek Van Orden on Twitter yesterday. Um, you used my name without permission. <laughs> I am not trying to overturn the Wisconsin election. Van Orden, if you don't know, ran against Ron Kine. Real close race. Uh, kind of a heated battle if you talk about Ron Kine's or Derek Van Orden's side of it because he was going at Ron Kine back just over and over, just everything, Ron Kine, socialist, Pelosi puppet, just all that kind of talk that isn't very isn't very informative, but, you know, trigger words. And uh, Ron Kine just said, huh, <laughs> and, and, and won his district anyway. And uh, But Van Orden's like, nope, it was a close race, but I'm not suing to overturn the Wisconsin election. So, Mettinger, is that right? Dick's texting me. I, I pronounced Mettinger's name wrong. Sorry. 608-785-7914. All right, when we come back, let's see here. Got, you got Brad. No, let's see. Kaylin's doing the news. Brad's off. 
Kalen's doing the news. Then we're going to have this interview with Greg Solarius, uh, running for mayor. You can listen to what he has to say, and and we'll see. I, I either will play an interview with Terry Lurkey after that, or I can just break it down, the, uh, the idea of what it takes to run for mayor. All right. Kalen doing the news coming up. We'll be back after this. All right. Welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. On the phone with me now is Greg Solaris. He's the manager of Sula's Sula's Casino. Is that right, Greg? Correct. And that's in downtown Lacrosse. And you're running for mayor, right? I haven't seen your name on the list, so you gotta you gotta turn in some paperwork, Greg. Yes, uh, we have all the paperwork uh, already. We started collecting uh, signatures. We just haven't filed yet uh, the the original, the, the the official, you know, paper. All right. So there's two ways I can go. I can get your history. Or I can ask you why you're running for mayor. So I'm going to ask you, first off, why do you want to run for mayor? You you were running for mayor before you knew Cabot was leaving. So I'm sure you're like licking your chops knowing that the incumbent mayor is, is leaving and, and you have a better chance at this thing. I actually, you know, to be honest with you, I was a big fan of uh, Mayor Cabot. Uh, like I said, I moved here about eight years ago, fell in love with the city. And I love what the, the whole downtown, not only the downtown, but the whole city has to offer to everyone that comes into this community. Um, the reason I'm running for it is that I think there's a little bit of disconnect between the city hall and the citizens of La Crosse. Uh, being a, a restaurant uh, manager, I, you know, I see people all the time and I hear things all the time, and not only complaints, but, you know, things that, you know, ideas that people have that things can be done better. And um, I think I can bring some of the stuff on the table. Now, anything that really sticks out, like this this is one thing that maybe there's a disconnect from, from City Hall to the people of, of, of La Crosse that, that, that just isn't, you know, isn't there. Uh, right now, you know, we're going through COVID, and the pandemic has, you know, changed everybody's priorities. Um, I know right now that there's a lot of small businesses, uh, not just restaurants and bars, but like little gift shops, little craft shops, arts, uh, art places that, you know, they're hurting. And uh, to ask, uh, you know, just the community or the customers, you know, to bail us out all the time, that is just not fair. A person can eat only so many times out, you know, they can only order takeout from so many places. And for the last eight months, the community has been wonderful. I mean, they've been supporting all the restaurants, all the bars, all the, all the little gift shops and everything. But it would be nice to have some help from the city. Uh, we can't wait for federal government or state government. And, you know, to have some help from the city, I think, will be, it will go a long way. So the, the stuff that the city has done already, uh, there's been a couple of different avenues where the city has, has tried to distribute, you know, I, I guess funding for different things. How has how ha, has your restaurant done in that in that regard? Not an, it hasn't been enough. Uh, the funding is uh, uh, the efforts that the city has made. Uh, they've been they've been very good um, so far. Uh, I think they could have done better on certain things. Like I'll uh, give you an idea: the the parklet that we did that was wonderful. As an idea, was great, um, but it took four months to implement. Uh, the idea came out, I think, right in April uh, from people. Uh, by the time it got through the bureaucracy, bureaucracy of the city and everything, it was August. Uh, we were one of the first businesses that we were able to get outdoor seating. And uh, it was uh, us, was Sula's Cuisine, the Crow, and then I think the Sherman. And then it took another month almost for another four or five businesses to pop out. It was almost the end of the summer. So 
some of the things that could be done in a little bit more of a urgency level. Okay. Um, the funding, yes, there has been some uh, funding available for uh, uh, for businesses. Again, the amount of paper that is asked sometimes it's a little overwhelming for somebody who's like you know working every day, you know, trying to pay the bills and trying to keep the lights on to start filing paperwork and filling up forms. It just takes a little a little too much. So we can make it easier. I feel That's like one, I feel like once you're the mayor. There's going to be so much paperwork, Greg. You're not. You're going to be coming on. <laughs> I know, Rick. Trust me. I I'm not looking forward to the to the amount of paperwork or the meetings or the all that other stuff. But I'm very passionate about turning the city hall into a little bit more customer friendly, citizen friendly. Uh, have a little bit more of a heart and a little bit more care. Um, to give you an example, the the whole alternate parking right now that uh, the city goes out there and gives tickets to people. You know for alternate parking when there's no snow out on the ground. Um, I mean, for some people, it's okay. I can afford the $15 ticket, but I know that uh, my neighborhood kid that got a $15 ticket behind me, that's all his gas money probably that he's got for the whole month. And to, for him to get a $15 parking ticket, right now it's not a good thing. <laughs> so, Greg, if you want to win uh, the election for mayor, I think you just you just run on. We're getting rid of alternate side parking. Just start right there. That's your only. That's your only. Uh, and if you want to just take it one little step forward f- further, just say we're getting rid of paid uh, charging for parking in the city completely. Although I think that might hurt you guys in downtown. Your businesses downtown a little bit. We have to be careful. I mean, we can't just you know blanket everything and just say you know what we're canceling everything. But like you mentioned, you know, the, the, the downtown parking, right now we're struggling to bring people downtown. So if I have a customer, let's say, who comes in to have um, dinner and then they want to go out and shop a little bit, the last thing I want in their mind is, do I have to move my car or I'm going to get a $15 ticket? Uh, somebody who's coming down to watch Monday Night Football, you know, in any of the bars around the, the area, do they have to move the cars or, or any kind of like a sporting event? I mean, those are usually more than two hours. So to penalize them, I think it's insane. Uh, we need to bring more people downtown or all, all around the city, too, to go out, and then we penalize them with a $15 ticket. That's crazy. So, No, you said you moved down here uh, eight years ago. Where, where are you from, Greg? Uh, I'm originally from Greece. I grew up in Greece. Uh, I grew up on a dairy farm, uh, learned how to work there, and did a number of jobs. I came to the United States uh, in the early 90s for college. I was in the Twin Cities for about 10 years. Then I lived up in Eau Claire for about nine years, and then uh, down here now for eight, almost eight years. Now, you were the Viterbo soccer coach. Were you like a soccer player back back in Greece, or how did you get into soccer? I mean, was that just everybody does that? Yeah, I played uh, I played up to a semi-pro level in Greece. Uh, I was there for, I had to make a choice between the game or education. I chose education, and um, that's how I ended up, you know, coming to the States with a scholarship for a, for a school. Uh, I played in the Twin Cities for a while, for a few years. Um, then I had a little soccer academy. I, I, I meddled with soccer all my life. Uh, that's my second passion, so, um, so yeah. And... Now you're 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 weaving into my avenue here because I, I just want to ask you Giannis Antetokounmpo questions, but I I will pull back. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, are you a gigantic fan? What's can you can you give me an idea of what that guy is like uh, from from your from Greece from a Greece Greece perspective a Greek perspective? 
He has been a great ambassador for Greece. Uh, although you know his uh, his family is from Nigeria, they moved up to uh, up to Greece. Uh, they lived there most of their life. And to be honest with you, the kid is wonderful uh, as a character. I mean, although he's a superstar and everything, his roots are still down on the ground. His feet are on the ground. He uh, he grew up selling DVDs and CDs, you know, on the streets of Athens. So um, he had a rough upbringing, but it's so nice to see, you know, that. Um, he hasn't forgotten, you know, his roots in Greece, and he, every time he goes back, he does a lot of charity work. He helps a lot of people, especially in his old neighborhood and everything. So, wonderful character, great guy. Can't speak enough of him. And I think he's going to stay in Milwaukee forever, because Milwaukee took a chance on him, and he's, uh, he's a loyal person. We're speaking with Greg Solarius. He's running for mayor. He's the manager of Sula's, Sula's Casino Sula's. downtown. Sula's Casino. And, okay, Greg, so you go from the soccer world. Uh, how did you get roped into the restaurant business? The, well, I promised myself to be the only Greek ever not to get into the service industry. But then uh, my wonderful fiance, she, uh, she got me into the business by opening first a little gift shop, then a bar, then a restaurant. So, yeah, we, we keep it in the family now. So, But I'm stuck behind the bar now and behind the kitchen. <laughs> she, you must really love her then. Because <laughs> I would rather be the soccer coach, I think. But then, there, then again, there is a lot of pressure with being a soccer coach. Since this is going to air publicly, yes, I love her to death. <laughs> and uh, I would do anything she says. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then so, so the idea of you're running for mayor is you have this – uh, real eye into small businesses, how downtown works. And, and you, you, you're talking about, you, you hear from a lot of people probably coming, well, when they used to be coming in and out of the restaurant. Correct. Correct. Um, is there anything else that you really see the city, that the city needs to do? I mean, uh, like I said, if you ran on ending alternate side parking, your other issue you could be was just fix the roads. I'm going to fix the roads. Even though Mayor Cabot has done a pretty good job of fixing the roads, we can always just say we're going to, we're going to fix more roads. Yeah, the the roads are a problem. We we have an increasing homelessness problem. We have we have a few things that they have been exaggerated a little bit, you know, because of the pandemic. But there are problems, and there are problems out there. Um, there shouldn't be a school lunch deficit program. You know, that, that should never be a problem in the U.S. I mean, coming from a from outside the U.S. and thinking, you know, that I mean, chasing an American dream and all that stuff. I do believe this is the greatest country in the world. And to hear, you know, that there is a school deficit lunch program on the richest country in the world, that's to me is, is insane. Um, I think we can get a lot of more private companies, a lot more private people getting get in and help the city to take care of some of these problems. Um, I know I have done a drive, you know, with a local uh, um, nonprofit organization. We paid off school deficit lunch for not only for last year but for the two years coming forward as well too we paid off holman's lunch you know for for a while they don't have to worry about that now Mm -hmm. but we can get more people involved and i think if the city is a little more approachable then the people will be more willing to help to get out there and just you know volunteer some of their time some of their expertise maybe some of their products you know we can get maybe some of the local companies to help fix the streets you know to to help sponsor a park, you know, for homeless people to, you know, to build like little houses. There's a lot of things that we can do. It's just that we need to get everybody together on the table. All right. So, 
Greg Solarius, I, I appreciate you coming on, and, and thanks for talking to me, and good luck running for mayor. 200, uh, 379 signatures, that's what that's what I say you got to get. <laughs> you got it, Rick. All right, see ya. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, another quick break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. There was Greg Solarius. Solarius. When he when he did it for me, he he was rolling rolling the L or rolling the R or rolling the <laughs> doing it in in his native tongue and uh, just did a better job of pronouncing his name than me. But what did y'all think? That was uh, one of officially three. No, not un- he's unofficial at this point, but. Probably sounds like he's going to get his get some of that paperwork in pretty soon. He'll be the third mayoral candidate for lacrosse. And if there's three, then we'll have a primary. We'll have a primary in February, third week in February, third Tuesday in February. We did this yesterday. Should have wrote it down. Third weekend, third Tuesday in February. And then the, the, the election in April. Paperwork's got to be in the first week of January. Uh, talk to Terry Lurkey about this. We kind of broke this stuff down yesterday too. Um, but a couple of texts coming in on, on what Greg had to say. I think, I do think like if you, if you just, if you just ran on ending paying for parking, I know some of the businesses downtown would love that. I don't know how many people are just going to park. I guess all the workers would just would park in the road all day, every day. Right. That's what would happen damn workers parking in the road. And if, if we just ran on fix the roads and, and alternate side parking or end paying for parking, I feel like that, that would be a winning, winning, uh, the, the lane to win. I don't know. Number three is calling in number three. What'd you think? What'd I think? Yeah. Well, we got to keep charging for parking because we owe millions of dollars for parking ramps. <laughs> Well, so charge. Well, we could charge on the ramps. Do we got to charge on the street? I guess we'd have charge to. Charge wherever we can get the money if we're going to pay for the ramps when we they got... cost $17, 18000000 million. Well, can we sell the ramps? Who in the heck would buy them? I don't know. It's pretty prime real estate, downtown La Crosse. Well, maybe the, maybe the city would buy them back from themselves again. Anyway, the reason I'm calling, if I was a bus driver right now, now I see here where they want a two and a half percent raise. Yeah, we haven't charged for any bus rides. Okay, but the bus drivers Free. the bus drivers are driving buses during a pandemic, and they're still yeah. they're still going to work. Yeah, well, there's people out there uh, delivering uh, food and beer and everything else during an epidemic too. Yeah, they should get raises too. Well, I don't think the boss is going to give them one because the way business is, they, the average business can't afford to give the help a raise. But your mentality is backwards here. You're always, no, we don't need to give workers raises. You know, everything well, gets more expensive. Everybody's supposed to buckle down and and uh, save this and save that and compromise. And if I, if I was a bus driver right now for the city of La Crosse, and if my contract was coming up, I think I would tell the boys, let's just cool it for a while and see what happens, because the place we're driving the bus for, they haven't collected a dime. Everybody's getting a free ride. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I mean, how much does it cost to ride the bus anyway? Are we really raking in trillions you know, of dollars? I, I haven't been on a, bicycle, or on a bus since I got my driver's license. 
I know, but, but how what much? What I'm saying is, uh, who's paying for it? I am. Right, but, but what are we? What are we making? Minnesota. But what are we making? Like eighty-five dollars a day on on bus fare. I have no idea. They never did make any money. Right. So, like, what's the difference? I mean, it's a drop in the hat. Oh, you're going to lose more, Rick. Well, you 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 want to pick on the 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 bus driver for for asking for a raise, and you also want to pick on like the people, the poorest people in the city who have to ride a bus. You know, like they're we, we need to I pick don't on the. I necessarily say the poorest people in the city ride a bus. You don't think so? What are you the the big no, wigs uh, that ride the bus? Cabot riding the bus around. I, I should think he could, yes. Well, he should. Yeah, he could. I don't think he... He probably doesn't. I doubt it. <laughs> You're missing the point. I, all right. After well, you get done with your education at college, you'll understand what I'm trying to tell you, pal. All right. So I don't think I'm missing the point at all. I, 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 understand, I understand where number three is coming from. Maybe, maybe, maybe the bus driver should... We're, we're, in the, we're in some tough times right now. But the other part of that story that the bus drivers want raises, you know, if you want to, you want to dumb it down, the bus drivers. So what is it? The, 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 the Metro, I can't think of the name either. Uh, the police also want 3% raises. So we didn't mention that part of it. The bus drivers want to raise through the transit union, the municipal, the municipal transit, they want two and a half percent raises. But the other half of that story today it's going to be up for vote tomorrow. 6 p.m. is the meeting, committee meeting. And then next week, so the committee meetings where number three would probably go voice his opinion or get on, the, he'd have to get on the computer at this point. But the, uh, the La Crosse Police Department, through their union, is also asking for 3% raises for three years. But we're not picking on the police. And I, I, don't, I don't know if we have to. If they want 3% raises, it's great. The bus drivers want 2.5% raises for the next two years. It's great. They they can get two and a half percent raises. I uh, I'm I'm all for it. We all should be getting raises, right? Every year, everything gets a little bit more expensive. Every year, just a little bit more of a raise. I understand that that's hard to do, but uh, we're picking on the people that are riding the bus, the people that are driving the bus, the people that are police officers. These are the hardest jobs, right? I, you you want to laugh? Oh, how hard it is to drive to drive a bus? Well, it isn't fun. <laughs> I'm talking on the radio. This is this is a pretty fun job. It's a little stressful. Once in a while, Joe texts in, and he's very triggered about Sidney Powell. Can't spell her name right. It's very stressful on me when we argue about Sidney Powell. But uh, this job's really fun, and I would say that my job is maybe a little bit more stressful at times than a bus driver's job. But if I had to pick, and they were paying the same, I, I think I'm going to pick this job over a bus driver because I would rather sit in the studio and talk to you guys than drive a bus. So if the bus drivers want to get a raise, I understand it's a pandemic and, and we, number three says we should cool it right now. That's what that's what you're saying. I understand we should cool it right now because the city's in going through tough times and maybe ask for a raise later, but their contract is up number three. Well, this is number three. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. Their contract. The way up. I look at it, that cop car goes by my house once or twice a day. Yeah. Where I live, I don't get no bus service. How's that sound? You don't have a bus like down the block? I don't have a bus down the block, no. Okay. 
I don't know. Where's your closest bus? You haven't ridden the bus in years because it doesn't drive by your house? Yeah. Yeah. So we need to I mean, expand uh, bus service. I haven't had a driver's I've had a driver's license since I was 16. I'm 76 now. What does that make it? Quite a few years. <laughs> 60, I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so so do we need not to, the ex- just on the, not to pick on the bus drivers. I'm just saying I I forgot to mention the police department want to raise. Yeah. Then the fire department and then everybody wants more money. Whenever their contract is due. Right. I know. I understand. If we, if the city and the, the unions here could go, hey, can we just push your contract talks back? We can extend these contracts one more year. Can we see where we're at in a year? And then that redo. That's a good idea. Now you're thinking like well, a regular businessman now. Yeah, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I know you wanted to call and set me straight. But I – but – but the, the bus drivers at this point would be like, well, yeah, we're going to push it a year out, and then they're going to be like, the city would be, uh, well, the pandemic has actually really taken a toll on our city the last year, so we probably don't have enough money to give y'all 2.5% raises. How about we do 2%, and we'll give the police 2%, 2.5%, you know? I don't know. Just, it just seems I, I understand that we, we have to think in, in one direction that way, but there's also the idea that these are working people and they deserve raises, as do everybody, as does everybody, when we're, we're talking about how inflation grows, right? And we can just get into the, the whole, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this mic again. I know, I'm going to tighten this bolt. We gotta we gotta get into the whole idea of we haven't raised the minimum wage ever, the fight for fifteen, uh, all that stuff. But when you talk about these corporations, and then you can get into who's making the money at the top, and how has that money been distributed to the bottom, and should these people be getting raises? I mean, everybody should probably get a little bump in pay every year. Does that have to be extravagant? But I mean, just to keep pace with the the amount of money that everything else costs. All right. I gotta, I gotta take a break. I gotta pick another Christmas song. Feels a little too early, and maybe because there's not enough snow on the ground. There's only snow in the shady parts. But like, if Rotary Lights is going, I could play Christmas music, right? It is frightful. It's not Andy. It's not that frightful. <laughs> but we could let it snow. I, I like it when it snows. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. Head. Greg Solaris on earlier today. Talk to him. Talk to him before the show. If you didn't, if you're watching on Facebook Live, and you're like, "How is Rick doing this interview without moving his mouse?" Because I talked to him at four. He's a restaurant owner, so you know, talking to him at five o'clock. He's not an owner. He's he's an operator. I think his he. I think he said his fiance owns a restaurant. Uh, but talking to him at five o'clock a little more difficult. Although it would be kind of funny if he's in there fry cooking or whatever and, and trying to do a phone interview about running for mayor. That would actually, yeah, it would have been good optics, Greg. Actually, we should think about doing that next time. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Northside Joe texted in. He said uh, he's got my vote. That's all he had to say. I think he was talking about alternate side parking. I, when we talk about getting rid of alternate side parking until it snows, and other cities have done different ways to do that, right? Like to do. Uh, and we, I think that lacrosse has even experimented with the snow emergencies, and and that's always a little difficult. Snow emergency has been declared. Everyone move their car off the road and figure it out. 
But the the idea, if it's alternate side parking, just it starts and ends, and it doesn't matter what the snow is doing. Yeah, you're getting a ticket. That's what Greg's going to run on. And Northside Jim says, I'm down with it. But I said, I texted Northside, Northside Jim back and I said, uh, what if everyone that runs, what if Jessica Olson and Martin Gall say they're also going to end alternate side parking? Now you got to go to your next issue. <laughs> so so if they all decide to run on ending alternate side parking, uh, then, then, and I think we probably got to think a little bit deeper about, about what, what these candidates want to do and, what the position of mayor actually entails. Cause man, I just, it doesn't sound like a very easy job. Mitch Reynolds called in yesterday. We kind of toyed with the idea of him running for mayor and he, he had some funny, he had, he had some peculiar things to say about, you know, what kind of mayor do we want in, in terms of the, the, what kind of ideas do they have for the city? And it was just too deep of a question. Mitch gets too deep for me. I just want to talk. We can just, I'll do the alternate side parking show. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, Phil texted in. Uh, we were talking about two giving raises. Number three is is talking about maybe the city should think twice about at this point giving raises to people uh, because we're in the middle of a pandemic and money is tight right now. And and what we should, you know, what what should we be doing? Just maybe like reeling things back. But the unions' contracts are up and they're going to get theirs, right? It, it's, they're they're not going to. We'll push it down. If we push it back a year, then do they get six percent and five percent raises the next year, at least for one year? Do we double their raises if we push it back? Um. Phil texted in, I'm an essential non-union government worker and my wages have been frozen since the the plague. Uh, since the plague is over, maybe another year. So, well, oh, until the his wages are going to be frozen until the the plague is over, plus maybe another year. I don't know. Maybe, Phil, maybe unionize. Because it sounds like if, uh, if whatever you're working for is decided that they're going to freeze your wages until the plague is over... Well, that's they could just say that's never over, and then plus a year. So that's just uh, I don't know. I, it sounds like instead of you know you being okay with that, oh, he, he added no raises for police or bus drivers. So because he can't get a raise, then nobody should get a raise. Maybe with the, we need to rethink how we we do this stuff. The police and the bus drivers can get a raise, and Phil, you can get a raise. Libertarian guy said, too bad we're paying over $10 million in debt service and growing. If our city leaders had not gone that route, maybe there'd be extra money to give bus drivers and police, you name it. Uh, yeah, that's one way to look at it. The, we've mismanaged uh, our the debt. So his name also, Libertarian guy. So we can't, we can't take on debt for anything. Um, we could have probably thought about it better. All right, that's all the time I have for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm trying to get Martin Gall on. We'll get him on one of these days and and talk about his idea for mayor. Thanks.